knowing your market and like immersing yourself in who they are and like what they do and what their pains are and their specific experiences that they go through and, and all that kind of stuff and writing constantly is going to get you the advertising copy and that ad that's going to change your business and potentially change your life. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Welcome back to the Marketing Matrix. Thanks for being here today to hear from my good friend Ryan. I hope you heard his first episode on Monday about SMS texting. If you didn't, go back and catch it. But today, Ryan is helping us to see the importance of being different and seeing new opportunities in the marketplace to take advantage of. You do not want to miss this. So enjoy. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lasanne Murphy, and I am joined today by the incredible, talented, and one of a great friend of mine, a mentor of mine, Ryan Espinoza. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. Well, I guys, you have like no idea like how how much love I have in my heart for this guy. I mean, Ryan has. He has been an integral piece in my journey, and so I'm so excited to introduce you guys to him. I wanted to read a little bit of the bio that he created, and then I'm going to give my own little spin on it because uh, Ryan and I have been good friends for, for a couple of years now, um, yeah. but I'm just so grateful to have, to have Ryan here. So Ryan helped build a coaching company. He took it from zero to three million in sales in 18 months, guys. Uh, he's helped 300 plus entrepreneurs and business owners skyrocket their cash flow with effective advertising. He also has founded First First Light Craft Spirits just last year in 2019, and his flagship product called First Light Coffee Whiskey launched this month in Southern California. And if you get an opportunity to watch the video on this, you can see it. It's like, it's like right next to him. Uh, so we're excited to talk about that. Uh, but Ryan, personally, I, you know, Ryan, on every podcast I go on, when they ask about my story, I actually talk about you because you have been so important in my journey. So Ryan was actually my Facebook coach. Uh, and so he has been so, so, so pivotal in helping me craft who I am as an entrepreneur today and how I look at advertising and how I look at marketing. So much of it is, it's just got the Ryan stamp all over it. So it is just like a joy for me to have uh, my mentor and good friend uh, on today. And he's not just an incredible marketer, but he is the real deal as a human being. He's, he's all heart and he's, he's, he's just, he's amazing. He's, he cares about the people that are in his life. And uh, so I'm just, I'm just really grateful to have him 
in my life and on the show today. So again, you're too kind. <laughs> I mean, every single word, every single word. Uh, okay. So for our audience that are now just like drooling over who's this guy, who's this amazing powerhouse, tell us about your journey. Like how, how did you get into the online space and to media buying and eventually to creating this, this spirits company? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long story, so I'll, I'll shorten it up a bit, but before that, I mean, you know, thanks for the introduction. I'm super stoked to be here. I'm like, I've been very excited to watch you just like skyrocket as like one of my, I would just say like the number one student I've ever had and I've ever worked with. And it's been really cool to watch you. And I'm so like excited to be a part of this at this point. And um, we haven't actually spoken in what, since, you know, we've had this whole quarantine situation. So I'm like just ready to catch up and, you know, talk about everything advertising. I love so, it. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I started really like, you know, coming out of college, I started, you know, developing websites on my own um, and got into web design and just started as an entrepreneur um, right when I was finishing college. <clears throat> and then from there, just really partnered with a friend after about a year and took that small business I had and we built an agency. And that went pretty well for a couple years. We were very development and design heavy. So I have like a really back, like studious background in user experience and like customer journey from the design side before I had it from the sales side. Um, and then that really turned into me going up to Silicon Valley and like chasing startup money for like our app ideas, which I feel like everyone did at that time. And so that was really fun for a couple of years. Um, which then led me to actually, uh, as you mentioned, starting Clients in Abundance. I was one of the few on the small team that really launched that in 2018. And we just found enormous success right away. Um, like, like we said, we helped over 300 people in those 18 months. Um, really made a lot of revenue and impacted a lot of lives. And we just learned a ton in the process. And it was a lot of late nights and, you know, trial and error and, and just, um, you know, learning as we were going, but it was, uh, it was a super fun journey. And so at this point, you know, I kind of built on that and started helping, you know, businesses and entrepreneurs on a more individual level. And that actually brought up this opportunity with uh, First Light Whiskey. Um, you know, I'm a surfer at heart and a Southern California kid. And um, I partnered with a cousin of mine, actually, who's a bit younger and came to me with this idea and we, we just hit it at the right time and um, we're super excited about that. And even with advertising, like right now, the alcohol industry is really wide open for the first time with being able to like sell directly to consumers and like do some cool delivery stuff and actually, you know, create campaigns where you can like see your ROI from like click to delivery. So it's super cool. It's a very exciting um, thing to be in because, you know, from the advertising side, I feel like I've advertise everything and then now here i'm in in the alcohol space and i've you know never put my hands in that before so it's, it's super exciting i love it well and and guys i have had the opportunity to watch ryan in this journey with the alcohol um company that he is creating and it's it in the very beginning he was like telling me stories about how they had to like get in with with like the mafia even to like figure out how to make this thing work. And so it is something that has been in the works for a long time and um, they've been working really, really hard at it. And it's not, it, it's, you can tell their dedication to it because it's not something that just like popped up 
you know, it's like not like a new Shopify store that just like popped up overnight and started being successful. I mean, you guys have been working on this for yeah. months, maybe even yeah, a year, a, right? Yeah, over a year. There's there's a ton of barriers to entry in this in in the alcohol industry, and 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 funny you mentioned the mafia. I think that conversation, yeah, was because you know, with if we go back in history, like with prohibition, um, when that essentially got lifted, the same families still controlled all the alcohol in the United States. So there's like we we think we have all these choices and all these beverages and all these options, but there was like a small handful of people that like pretty much own all of them. And you have to have this like three tier distribution system. I don't, I'll get into this a little bit, but um, to where like the same families that are running, running booze and prohibition still had to like be your distributors. So even if you came up as a producer, like you couldn't sell directly to consumers, you had to go through one of these distributors and that's just how the laws have been since then. Um, with, with COVID here in California, it just changed to where, like, because of the supply chains getting shut down, California switched its laws. So as a distiller and a, you can, and a distributor, you can still direct the customer without, like, having two of those steps. So for us, it's, like, opened up because we're kind of keen on the technology, like, this ability to create our own web store and have people, like, buy our product right from our website and have us, like, deliver it to their door and, you know, without those those extra it's like without those extra tiers so it's it's a it's a very cool opportunity right now well and what's so interesting about that is like when you started this you didn't know that it would you'd have 66 no. <laughs> percent of the steps cut out um and so to yeah. like have this have this opportunity with like the market timing match with your skill set that you've built over the last decade to create this is just it's amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's all lined up really well. Um, and it's just been super exciting the whole time. I mean, we, we started it from a passion. Like one thing I didn't mention in my story, like when I was in college and then as I was starting my side hustles and my entrepreneur business on the side, like I was a bartender. Um, I really got into, to, to this sounds funny, I really got into booze as I, I lived in Argentina for a year and lived in Buenos Aires and really got into wine and got a taste for like, just learning my palate and came back to the U.S. and started bartending and just got infatuated by like the craft of creating a cocktail, like the whole process, the flavors, like it's, it's really like a, like an art and a science, like cooking, but in a cup. And like what you can create with that is, is incredible to me. And we just wanted to take that same passion for quality and like combine it with, you know, our, our San Diego like vibe and lifestyle and create a product that, that, was missing you know something that that fit our market and that we would enjoy drinking you know everywhere we went i love it i love it yeah so um let's i want to ask a follow-up question with with your journey before we before we jump in jump into the marketing um and that is like your one of the things that i i love about you ryan is that like you're you're always very dedicated and diligent in your work but like your eyes are always open to opportunity and i want to know like has it have you always been like that where it's just like i'm just i'm going to work in the direction that i feel like i need to go but i'm it's okay if like things change or like were you frustrated for a while like when like you started an agency and you hit the friction that you weren't into like like how, how did you get yeah. to be this person where like you're just you're you just have this free-flowing energy and you just attract the next thing that's just it's going to continue to be better and better with each next step 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And um, it's really been, for me, it's kind of been a process of learning how to say no, to be honest, because I think it, I've just been inherently since I was uh, younger, I just did a lot of stuff um, from, from sports and, and like, I used to like make my own skate videos. I would like hustle and sell like, you know, things to my friends in high school and like have eBay stores. And like, I was just everywhere. Like I was just kind of had a lot of energy and, and really just, I think the key was I was just really happy and enjoying what I wanted to enjoy and all these things that I found interesting. Um, I just pursued them and that curiosity for creativity, I think has been what fuels me and keeps me like energetic and keeps me stoked about new projects and about what I'm working on and really about helping people, which is like how the whole mentoring thing and like, and coaching worked out for me. But it's the, the difficult part for me was learning how to say no to those things because that, there's a certain time where you, you have to focus in and like, and not say yes. And like, and there's good opportunities that look fun and you have to, you have to prioritize and you have to put them aside. So you don't, so you can like get to the level you, you want to achieve with, you know, the one or two things, I would say one for most people, but I still try to do few at a time, one or two things that you, that you really want to want to take to that next level. So what are your guiding pillars or principles that help you decide what your one or two things are going to be? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, my, my, the, the spiritual answer is like, I follow my, I follow my heart a bit with it. And, um, I, I like to meditate and I, I, I do things like surfing, which typically when I'm not focused on a project or something, I, it, it, you know, I figure my mind has some clarity. I get pointed in the right direction. But when I really look at, say, like business opportunities, um, it's about the people first, right? Like 100%, it's about who you're working with. And do you match together? Like, do you complement each other? Like, can you let them, like, excel and, like, trust them to do their part while you do your part? So, like, that complementary business is just the number one for me. And then number two is, is, is knowing the numbers. Like people, I, I used to really be an idea person, which I still am, but like get caught up in ideas. And now when someone comes to me with anything, I was, I always, I go back to the numbers right away. I'm like, so like business minded, like let's, let's see how this plays out in six and 12 months based on like this model. And like, okay, like is this, is this viable? Right. So th those are the two big things I look at. I love it. Well, I love how like you have like a very, heart-centered spiritual pillar and then a very logical mind-centered pillar is like it's got to feel good and it's got to be with the right people but then the numbers just they gotta make sense like right like they, they gotta make sense yeah. yeah yeah and it's like sometimes you can you know it's good to have both because if you like see you know you, your heart might tell you to go after something that you really want even if the numbers aren't there but you know if it checks other boxes for you then then you could do it but for business opportunities, the numbers have got to work out. I love it. Yeah. So good. So right now your, your two pillars are your, and you're still doing some ads education, right? Some media yeah. buying education. And then you've got this, this alcohol uh, yeah. spirits company that you have coming up. Um, yeah. So what are, what are your objectives in both of those, of those things? Like where, where, how are you trying to take over the world with both of those? Yeah, I mean, with advertising, my main goal now is really just to help as many people as I can. I just really want to empower people to with the skills and like the knowledge that have allowed me to really pursue and and like live 
the life of my dreams. Like as I'm pursuing this, you know, I live in San Diego. I, I you know, I surf, I, you know, I play guitar, I enjoy time with my friends and family. You know, I don't necessarily subscribe to, to like the grind everyday mentality, although it takes a lot of work and a lot of sleepless nights to make anything happen and a lot of sacrifice. Um, but it doesn't all have to be that. And for me, if you're not enjoying, like if you, the idea of success, like if you don't feel successful now, for me, you're like, you're never going to feel successful. Like you have to feel successful at the stage of the journey you're at. Um, or it's never going to get there. And I've seen, you know, people make millions of dollars and still not feel that. So that's a big lesson I've learned, um, you know, throughout my journey. And uh, well, I forgot where the question was going. Actually. No, it's good. No, you're totally good. I was just asking, like, what's yeah. your goal with, with the oh, app yeah. help and with the, with the spirits? Yeah. So with, with advertising, like, I really just want to do that. Like, I'm, I want to put out since, like, I, I maintain a couple private clients and, like, I'm not really trying to get my main revenue from that avenue right now but I've developed so much and like I've seen people that I've that I've worked with such as yourself and other people really like come into their own and, and change their lives with with these skills and like strategies and tactics and mindset that I want to just be able to empower other people to do that because like if I didn't have that you know I was I was um you know, I like to call myself unemployable at one point. Like I just never saw myself working for someone else. And like, I just didn't have that. Like I wanted, I need to do my own thing. I don't do well with authority in any regard. <laughs> and I don't do well with like, you know, clocking in and clocking out. Like I, I like objectives and goals and, and all this kind of stuff. So I just want to empower people to have that. Um, and then with the spirits company, it's pretty simple. Like I want to tell great stories. Uh, I've always loved how at least for my family, we, you know, we're pretty close. We have a big family and we get together and like, I see people come together and share, share experiences and stories over a drink. And that's always fascinated me. I was a kid. I love that aspect of, of our society and like of, of our culture. And I just want to create that, you know, across the country and across the world with, you know, our, our story and, you know, our culture and over our drink. That's really, really cool. I love that. I, uh, I remember, I had an opportunity to go to dinner with Ryan and a group of other entrepreneurs about a year ago. And it was this like swanky San Diego restaurant. And it was just so fun watching Ryan pick out his drink for the night. And it was like so carefully crafted based on the mood he was in, the food he was choosing to <laughs> eat, like the people that you yeah. were in. And, and he really did like, it, it gave me a great appreciation for, um, for people that, that, that use alcohol to create an experience. Um, because I mean, not, not being an alcohol drinker, like for me, it's all just like this observation of like, you know, what is this world? And you definitely, yeah. I mean, you're like the, the, the pinky up type guy, right? We're like, it's, it's a refined experience <laughs> for you. So yeah, awesome. it's, 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 um, it's enjoyable, you know, I mean, even like I'm uh, this coffee I'm drinking, I, it kind of translates to everything. Like I like cold, made this coffee, like cold brew coffee in my house. Like, created this chemistry like cold brew dripper with ice that like filters the coffee over like 24 hours <laughs> it kind of becomes an obsession of just um you know we consume these things and I like the process of, of getting involved in creating and I like the enjoyment of that experience so I love it yeah I love it okay so let's talk about it because like it's really exciting okay. with with uh what you're doing with with first light and um with all the changes that you've mentioned with with Corona. So t 
talk to us about a, a bit about like what your um like what are what are your advertising goals around this product and like what are some um roadblocks you've come up against as you've been trying to figure out how to how to navigate this this world yeah so um you know just just to give your your listeners a bit more background it's i i was very much uh, came up in the direct response advertising world very old world kind of mentality of of copy and and sales funnels and such and all paid advertising like everything i've done has been um, related to that more than any sort of like organic or anything of that nature and so initially with with spirits you know it wasn't it wasn't going to be much paid advertising at all until like a few months ago. And it was, uh, you know, so it was, it was more of a marketing exercise and like really understanding our consumer base and like really connecting our story to who they are. Um, and if you look at, you know, firstlightwhiskey.com, you'll see exactly who we're talking about. It feels like you're in Southern California. Like it's all about adventure and, and sunrise and sunset and just these, these moments of elusiveness that we always chase. And so it was about, you know, that in-depth, like, customer research and, like, understanding, you know, what, what their vision was and, like, and, and really putting our, our values upon that. Um, but as things have changed, like, this whole other opportunity of, of paid advertising has come into play. So right now, like, we're using a lot of Instagram and a lot of Snapchat. And we're partnering with companies like Drizzly. And then we have our own direct sales that we can do online to really start like collecting a ton of data like you'd be familiar with, with normal e-commerce that, you know, alcohol producers never used to get because they couldn't sell their own stuff. So they didn't have their own customer data. Like it was always someone else, like a store or a third party. But now like we actually um, have set up our own pretty much Google data studio to like have our full analytics from like click to purchase for our customers. And um, so we can ship to all 50 states and we can do delivery in, in Southern California. And so it's, 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 uh, it's very exciting. Like we have, we're, we just have data coming in. So I don't have a ton of like numbers, but like it's, it looks promising for what we can do. And the advertising style, like on Instagram and Snapchat is just like a 180 from, you know, long form copy that we would be, typically doing on on facebook or like you know story ads on youtube so interesting so and and i just want to highlight a piece here so before they could advertise direct to consumer they were selling to like grocery stores bars and things like that am i right 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 so that's that's where like you know when you think of like the the old budweiser super bowl commercials was like the biggest the biggest way to get to reach your customers would be like put out a big advertisement in a magazine on a, on a well-received television show and then get in, in grocery stores and then people would purchase your grocery store. So like your, your distributor um, or your producer would sell to a distributor who would then sell to the grocery store and then they would market up and sell to the customer. But then like, is there's a few steps of data for you to really understand what's going on. And there's a lot of like big people that don't want to necessarily let you into those spaces <laughs> um, as a new as a new uh, competitor so yeah currently we're, we're we're in a market where that's that's starting to change and um, it's 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 exciting for us because like we're pioneering you know buying alcohol off a website and delivering it to your door yeah so we can sell well, it direct yeah 
Well, and I just, something that we talk a lot about on the marketing matrix is the importance of understanding your dream customer so that you can speak directly to them. And by doing that, it decreases your cost to acquire those clients as well as it gives them a better experience. And so like, I just want to reiterate the fact that like Ryan at first, he wasn't going to have access to that specific customer data. Like he would, he would, he would try to promote a brand and a lifestyle with it, but like it would, it would be kind of guesswork after that. But now like he is getting his actual consumers clicking on his website, on his ads, on, on his posts. And so you, I, I just, I, my mind is like exploding right now with like <laughs> the potential of what, of what you guys are, are able to create. So cool. It's so cool. So, yeah, and a lot of a lot of what we what were our initial like go to market too is involving you know influencers in that space, and I think that you know when you when you look aside from paid advertising, if you look at you know a lot of big brands um, that that scale quickly as far as like big e-commerce and stuff, um, you know they use influencers that they know. So it's about knowing your customer and finding like somebody who's connected with them, right? And there's a ton of people like in, in the whiskey space, for instance, that have millions of views on YouTube that like do tastings. And so we like identify certain targets. We identify like certain athletes we want to promote with. We identify all these people based around that really solidified uh, vision and, you know, avatar of who our, our dream clients are, who our dream customers are. And then we connect with those people and then help, you know, their channels help push us out. Yeah. I love it. So because, because you're cutting out the, uh, distributors, has that enabled you to increase your margins or decrease your prices or like what, how has that changed your structure of, of the numbers because you're cutting yeah. out the distributor? Well, yeah. So yeah, of course the margins are way better if we don't use distribution like standard distribution, but it is limited. It's like, it's like our launch phase because when we're not distributing, we're, we're doing it. And there's like, there's kind of a cap to like how much of that you want to do yourself to where it becomes, you know, like we're not going to drive pallets, you know, to, to another state, for instance, like we want to use the distribution networks that already exist. So it's, um, it's great for like showing our initial traction and really like being able to give that hands-on experience to our early adopters, which is like what we're about, you know, we're about, you know, connecting with people here in San Diego and Southern California and really giving them like a personalized cool experience with, with us. And from there, you know, start looking to more traditional channels, but the margins without it is, is double, you know, like every, every kind of tier in, in that production line, like your cost double from like what we produce at to like distributors to groceries, like everybody doubles, you know, makes one times over. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, what have you, have you started, have you started, well, you're, so you're still, you're still wanting to sell to stores and, and bars and, and restaurants and things like that, correct? Yeah. So that was, that was in a unique challenge with, with the COVID times to try to launch a spirit. Cause like typically you want to do what they call, you know, on-premise, like 80% of your business wants to be on-premise, meaning where people can buy it, like, like a bar or a restaurant that's where you get the most exposure but with all of them closed <laughs> for the foreseeable future we we clearly had this shift so then it, then it was about like delivering to customers um 
but yeah, we 100% will have those accounts like when it comes back into fruition. And right now, I can't say exactly who, but we have some some talks with a couple big grocery chains that you know. There's one specifically that really fits our our you know our motto of sustainability, and like we're a triple bottom line business, meaning like we partner with one percent for the planet, and like we don't you know everything gets produced here in the USA, and like no artificial sweeteners, ingredients, and just you know we're we're very much about like taking care of the planet that we enjoy with our profits. So there's there's a couple specific chains that like align with us that we're, we're trying to, you know, we're in talks with. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Thanks. So yeah. at this point, uh, the majority of your business is direct cons- direct consumer, right. but like eventually you want the, the, the balance to be majority is distributed through traditional channels. Is that correct? We, we anticipate, you know, it's, it's, um, it's very much the unknown right now. You know, it's, it's it were our spaceship is going into uncharted uncharted you know galaxies as far as like are these laws going to remain what's going to change in the landscape are like consumers going to get used to purchasing online more with alcohol so it's 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 just completely unknown which is always exciting and ideally yeah you know we're going to want more traditional methods at scale because when you when you're selling 50 states like there's just no no need to set up your own networks but you know i anticipate going forward like this has definitely been a shift in how people um buy alcohol and it's gonna it's gonna remain so we'll still have you know a good chunk of our sales coming from that that's so that's awesome i love it it's so exciting so and congratulations this is such a big deal um so have you have you been getting great feedback from people yeah no feedback has been outstanding so far um we have um, two di- two different blends that we've come up with: our original coffee whiskey, and then um, like our family exclusive dark roast, uh, which is you know they've both been really well received. Um, the dark roast is a little little more sweeter, a little more like caramely, and a little heavier on like those traditional coffee notes. Um, our original flavor is, is more more whiskey forward and has just like this great aroma and essence of you know of a of a cup of coffee. So yeah, they've been received great. So we're 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 just want to get them to more people. Love it. So what, what challenges are you facing in your marketing and advertising at this point? For the, for the coffee business? Uh-huh. Coffee yeah. Whiskey? Yeah. I mean, the, I'd say the biggest things are, you know, it's like I said, it's a new market. So we're having to do a lot of setup and I know, you know, as far as like Google analytics and, and data studio and like, and just trying to manage like the, the, the way we have to sell, like the services we have to use, um, sell online, like don't have like really robust APIs and there's not a ton of integration. So they're just like having to build everything in and like monitor it ourselves is, has been a challenge um, because it's, a, it's in, in fact like a new system. So we're taking these things and like what we're trying to visualize and create isn't, hasn't been done yet. So we're, we're seeing things in a new light and in doing so you're always going to have you know, errors, <laughs> errors and, and, um, you know, things you want to pay attention to. So that's been a challenge. And what, uh, what is something right now that you are diving into to learn how to do or figure out how to do better to, to serve the business? That's interesting. Um, I think the, you know, the biggest thing is going to be 
with the, with delivery and like and how we're going to present it to our customer you know this is going to align with with similar how you think about your traditional customer journey in like any sort of digital advertising is that that experience from like click to now door right and so you know we've been experimenting with different sort of packaging and boxing and it's like it's those same concepts we think of like from click to customer where you like you want this this really value-packed and like smooth user experience and like you want to like educate them along the way like we want to do the same things but now it's like translating from like digital into the physical realm so you know i look at you know you know there's some things i don't like about apple but like one of the things from a that's fascinating fascinating me from the beginning was like how much care they put into their packaging like the first time you got an iphone or like the first time i got an apple laptop it was just like in this super nice box and you slide it out and everything's just so well thought out and very elegant and like that experience of like even just opening the box to me is is what builds that sort of brand advocacy those little details whether they're you know on like an email you send out when you, a customer makes a certain interaction or just like an extra touch point that they're not used to really make a difference in you know, in somebody being just a customer versus like a raving fan versus like those lifetime values that you really want. So that's, that's really what we're experimenting with. And I have a great design team I work with that we're, we're trying to figure out like, okay, once we get this order, like how do we deliver it to somebody and, and give them that wow experience all the way from like putting their hands to them, like opening it to, to really like having a, a touch feel with the label. Our labels are super cool. They have like the soft touch and then like three different textures going on. So like we, we've definitely spent more on, on labels than I would say most people do, <laughs> but, uh, but it's worth it. You know, that's, that's, that's the kind of product we want to create and like the type of experience that we want our, you know, our community to have. Uh, that is, that's so interesting. And I love how you're, you're thinking about it and even like, not just to the door, but to the unpackaging, the unboxing and pouring that and having their first sip. I mean, I'm sure you're thinking through all yeah. of those things, you know, like, especially if you're, if you're having a textured label, like you're thinking like, how does the bottle feel in their hand and, and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Very, no, we went fun. through multiple bottles and like variations, designs, like all the little things that, that you go through, which is why it takes, takes time to, to create. But um, yeah, we're, we're really happy with where it's at. That's so exciting. Okay, so let's so let's talk about the the Facebook side for a second. What are what have you noticed in the marketplace with all of the changes um, that are happening in the world? I read this really interesting article in the Wall Street Journal where it was talking about how there's approximately twenty billion dollars less in the marketplace because of events or sporting events or. Um, restaurants that aren't advertising on social platforms specifically facebook like they used to and so it's kind of changed the landscape what, what's been some things that you've noticed in facebook advertising in the last few months yeah i mean just a couple of days ago they they unveiled their um, facebook stores for businesses i saw that, that which is like yeah so i mean obviously now with with physical products it's like it's um it, it piqued my interest right away and it, it seems like it can help a ton of people I've seen like restaurants like immediately have like order food buttons on Instagram and like, you know, there were some, there were some changes that have definitely geared towards that small business. And, and, um, and from the get go, like Facebook definitely caters towards that sort of market. Um, what I've seen as far as like in the info product and like coaching market is that it's, it's, I, you know, it's definitely gotten as competitive as ever. And like, 
average I've seen CPMs that are like it, it feels like Christmas and I'm like this is it's not Christmas it's like <laughs> you know what are we in like April May I'm like it's definitely like those businesses have dropped out but like uh, the, the online stuff is 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 maxed out as ever right now so you know what I, what I see and the kind of really my main advice is that like the one ad can change everything right and so like having knowing your market and like immersing yourself in who they are and like what they do and what their pains are and their specific experiences that they go through and and all that kind of stuff and writing constantly is going to get you the advertising copy and that ad that's going to change your business and potentially change your life when i look back on like the three you know the three plus million we made over those 18 months like i could i could pin 80 percent of it to like one to three ad copies and we must have put out a hundreds you know and like i specifically remember the state of mind i was in when i wrote each one of those because like each one of those is like okay that that just like took over the business <laughs> and it was and there's you know for every one of those there's dozens and dozens that you know are just okay or don't work and i think a failure for a lot of people is they get some decent numbers and they're like happy with it and i'm like no there's like most people that I, whose accounts I see, like they, they haven't even seen what a winning ad looks like. Like, I feel like good copy and good marketing, uh, good marketing advertisement is few and far between. And like, when you see them, like the numbers just get ridiculously better than anything you've seen. And that's how you can like scale. It's really high. Mm, I love it. So what I'm taking away from that is, um, like the because of the data that Facebook gives, it gives you the opportunity to test a lot of things, but you shouldn't ever just be satisfied. Like you should be going after that, that one ad because when you have something that is just, it clicks with the product, the market and the message, when all that clicks together, it's, it's, it's a magical combination. Exactly. Yeah. And, and too many people, I think I, I see out of touch with the market because there's a, there's a, there's a mistake that I think a lot of advertisers do. And it's super easy because um, you know, we all feed off each other but we see enough advertisements where we start like it starts incepting on us. Like what, you know, we start thinking this is what the market's thinking because these are what the ads are saying. And that's like not always the case. Like you have to go like a layer deeper and like really start like talking to people who are in your industry, like talking to people who, who you're going to target and like interacting where they're interacting and like getting in that headspace. And that's really going to, allow you to like create that unique advertisement and really like a unique mechanism that's going to you know be way above your competition i love that um do you have any any tips you can give us to to get there in terms of either the conversations that need to be had with prospective customers or um things that you've noticed with ad copy like one thing i've noticed because uh because people are becoming more and more desensitized to ads, it's harder to find that, that golden one, right? Because yeah. it, it's, it, it's take, it takes a lot more care in the, in the fine tuning of it for it, for it to be successful. So do you have any tips or pointers to like to head advertisers and small businesses in the right direction on that way? Yeah. I mean, you want to break patterns. So whatever, you know, typically when you, when you see like the market zigging, that's when you want to zag to put it easily. So as you like scroll through your advertisements, you start seeing certain trends, like you want to figure out how to break that trend and like still stay, you know, still, still get your message across. 
whether the trend is like, you know, your bars on videos are like colored images or black and white. So you'll see these different sort of phases roll through. Or even like with copy, it's, I'm sure you see it in like ad buyers groups as I do. Like it's, it cracks me up when people like put those, those copies that like look like ads and they just fill them out like they're templates. And they're like, oh, I've seen like 13 of these today. And like everyone across the industry is just using the same thing. And so you want to like look at that and obviously it works, but you want to, you want to make it your own and really like do something different on it. And to get that information, typically talk to your customers. If you have clients, talk to your clients, like get specific stories, you know, find out if you have a product, like look at the Amazon reviews, look at people reviewing them. Like, what are they saying about it? What are their problems with the product? What problems did it solve? Like use these specific examples. And when you actually can tell a story that's like relating to a specific problem for a specific person, you're going to speak to a lot of people. When you're, when you're talking in generalizations, you're going to speak to no one and it's, it's, it's going to get lost. So. I love it. Those are such good tips. Such good tips. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I was having a conversation with a um, with someone just a couple of days ago, and they had this this funnel in their ad messages, and they said, you know, I I really think that this product can help um, can help uh, property managers and real estate agents. And I'm like, great. But their ads and their funnel were. We're going to both at the same time, but both of the, the mindset of, of those two groups are completely different. So I had a whole conversation with her. I'm like, okay, this product, the offer might apply to both, but if you try to tackle both of them from the beginning with the advertising, like you're going to lose every single time. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's the perfect case. You know, you want to, you want to isolate on those because they have completely different problems that they go through on a day to day basis. And yeah, if you try to talk to both, you're going to, you're going to, um, What's the, what's, there's like an old saying about rabbits and dogs, like chasing two and he's never going to get it. Oh yeah. I don't, I know <laughs> yeah. what you're talking about, but I can't think of the saying either. <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. I love it. Okay. So unfortunately we are coming to the end of our time, which I'm like super sad about because I could talk to you forever. So we're going to have to have you back for sure. But Ryan, yeah. I always love to, to end with this question uh, in the long interview. And that is, uh, what has been the biggest internal transformation that you've experienced as you've been on this entrepreneurial journey? I would, ooh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a great one. Um, the biggest transformation for me um, has been to, let's see, I don't want to phrase it properly, but it's, it's been to like, to learn, like learn habits in essence, and like not rest on your laurels and like learn, develop habits of consistency. So as, as a media buyer, right, we go through, or even agency owners, right, we go through like these periods of like tons of stress and like, oh my God, nothing's working to like, ooh, I haven't touched stuff in a couple weeks. Everything's flying. It's doing easy. And so you, we can, it's easy, you know, for any entrepreneur, it's a roller coaster. Like it's easy to fall in these patterns of like, too much work, like working 60 hour weeks to then like not doing stuff for a few days and like scrambling then. So, you know, the biggest thing throughout this is like creating a, creating a sustainable lifestyle, right? Cause as, as you go that idea of like, you're already successful, you know, you want to, it's, it's the whole entrepreneur journey and, and life for me is all about the journey you're on and not where you're trying, not that destination. So it's about creating a lifestyle that like 
allows you to enjoy your work and allows you to enjoy the moment you're in. And when you do that, you perform better, you see things, you like are open to these opportunities, you just, um, you attract more. And it's almost this freedom you can create through, through pattern and repetition. Because I was very afraid a lot of constriction and of, and of um, you know, too much scheduling because I have this like, my North Star, my character diamond is freedom. Like that's what I want to give to people. That's what I care about. And, but when you develop patterns, it like allows you to have that freedom where otherwise you're just like, you know, you're, you're tied to, to whatever inbound Slack messages and emails and Facebook messages come in. So, yeah. I, yeah. And I love that that was your answer because that is like, it's so you, like, it's so you, like, (laughs) you just, you care so much about making a big impact in the projects that you are dedicated to, but you also make sure that you take time like to medicate, to, not to medicate, to meditate. <laughs> you could medicate too, but yeah. to, to meditate, to, you know, create a system that takes 24 hours to make the, to make the perfect cold brew coffee to right. make sure that you're surfing yeah. multiple times a week to like make time for, for your girlfriend and take, take time to be with each other and to invest in each other. It's just, uh, so I love, I love that. Well, Ryan, yeah. um, how can people find you, follow your journey, discover your product, find your advertising help? Like give us, yeah. give us the details. How do, how do people follow you? Yeah. So at Instagram, um, my handle is chill with Ryan and that you can kind of get a link to everything from there. Um, I'll put the link to, if anybody wants to join the free Facebook group in the, in the show description that you provide, I'm just giving out tons of advice and, and tips on what's going on in advertising. And then firstlightwhiskey.com, if you guys are interested, if you enjoy whiskey or coffee or both, like definitely hit us up and I could probably give you a promo code at some point and then we can put it in the show notes and, and give them, give your, your listeners some discount if they want product. That would be awesome. We will make sure to put yeah. all those links down in the, in the episode notes. And then also right before this, guys, I was talking to Ryan about the Marketing Matrix Toolbox, and he said he's in the process of creating a remarketing strategy blueprint for us uh, to help you have a structure to your remarketing, which I can tell you from experience is really critical and so powerful to um, set up something that will just continue to work for you over time, as yeah. well as dropping the cost to acquire a client. So um, yeah. super, super powerful tool. And I'm really excited that you're willing to put that in the toolbox. So we'll get that in there as well. All right, for guys, sure. this is Ryan, great friend of mine. Uh, so excited to have him on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story, your heart, and, and just laying it all out of what's going on, what's going well, what's the struggle. It's just been a pleasure and a joy having you on the Marketing Matrix today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And yeah, next time we'll have to dive a little more into some tactics. I feel like there's so much more to talk about. So, It's so true. There really is. Thank you for tuning in today. I know you found the amazing value in Ryan's advice for us. Next week, we're going to hear from a good friend of mine, Jamie Dorshuk about sticking with it until something sticks. You will absolutely love her determination and it will inspire you to keep on keeping on. Her story really is fascinating. Guys, if you enjoy our episodes, dropping a rating and review for us is so important. It helps us reach more entrepreneurs just like you, okay? 
And while I've got you, I want to personally invite you to join us in the Facebook group. Okay, not only can you listen to these episodes, but we're having a conversation about them every single week in my Facebook group. That group is called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Ecom Brands. 